Hello everyone, my name is Heather and welcome to the inaugural Pakistani Cricket Podcast. Um, it is an absolute joy to be here with you. Um, and the topic for this podcast, the, the inaugural podcast, is the review of the second T20 between our beloved Pakistan and the fierce New Zealanders and uh, what a drubbing they put on against Pakistan today uh, quite easily winning it by nine wickets and although it does say with four balls remaining they did win it in the last over um, kind of a strange tactic for New Zealand to kind of lay back a little bit towards the end uh, they weren't as boisterous as they were towards the beginning of their run chase um, let it slip away a slight bit, made it a little bit more dramatic than probably should have, but regardless, they did win by nine wickets, and that tells you the full picture. Um, let's start right from the beginning. Um, the squad uh, can't really complain too much because obviously it's just a second T20. Uh, you gotta give your chances to Adar Ali and Abdullah Shafiq even though they didn't perform in the first T20 but you know that could just be simply put down as nerves and so you have to give them a chance they didn't shine at all uh Adar Ali just getting eight runs and then Abdullah Shafiq playing you know what only he knows what he was playing because that was an atrocious shot to get out on um but we'll we'll get to that in a bit let's start right from the beginning the Pakistani batsmen, the moment they came out, Heather Ali and Mohammad Rizwan, they had an interesting game plan. They had a very aggressive game plan and they wanted to come out and make sure that they can put some runs at the top during the power play and make sure they can put a little bit of pressure on the New Zealand bowlers. However, the opening one-two punch for New Zealand for a very long time has been Trent Bolt and Tim Sally, one of arguably the greatest one-two punches in international cricket. I mean, you think of Broad and Anderson from England. These two, Trent Bolt and Tim Southey, they have continuously tormented Pakistan throughout the years. Whether it be Test Cricket, whether it be One Day Internationals, whether it be T20s, whatever the case may be, we know as Pakistanis how absolutely fierce these two bowlers can be they have swing and they have pace and when they are on page they absolutely are hard to face now of course sometimes these bowlers might not always shine and on those days they might get tonked and hammered and whatnot but right from the get-go there was swing and there was pace and it was absolutely beautiful to see their line and length right on target on the block hole not giving Pakistan any chance to work with and the few deliveries that they did pitch a little bit towards the leg or a little bit on the offside they were inviting the Pakistani batsmen to play at it hoping for a play and miss or a slight edge and that's exactly what happened with uh, Mohammad Rizwan but let's start from the beginning uh, Heather Ali got out on what he was looking I would say a square drive-ish uh, or so and sorry not a square drive just a, a shot down the down the, uh, the the field there and it just he just didn't have it um, what happened was the ball kind of stuck in the pitch it was a little bit slower than uh, Tim Sadie's regular pace 
and because of it just being dragged onto the pitch it held its location a little bit and it rose it rose just a slight bit and when that happened Heather Ali trying to tonk it right down the ground because the ball rose on him a little bit he got the top edge and it went straight up into the hands of the fielder um, I believe it was Kane Williamson if I'm if I'm not mistaken um, Yes, it was Kane Williamson. So, uh, Heather Ali got out quite cheaply on a shot. He did look promising. He he did have uh, one good six. It was a really good shot. And he looked like he was a person who was, you know, potentially going to have a good game. And then um, that sad shot happened. Now, Abdullah Shafiq, the first ball he faced, okay, sure, no issues. But that second delivery... Um, not too sure what he was trying to do it uh, was an atrocious shot only he knows what he was doing and I'm sure he was grilled upon it because um, it was it wasn't the greatest shot selection again it was another uh, high rising ball uh, kind of a pull shot slash hook shot that he was trying uh, uh, can't really decipher what he was trying to do but whatever he was trying to do it clearly did not work because that ball just popped right up as well um, and it was caught and bowled by Saudi. Muhammad Hafiz came in, and man, oh man, what a 2020 Muhammad Hafiz has been having. He was absolutely sensational again today. The pick of the batsman, obviously, well, the only batsman who really scored, except for Rizwan, if you can call 22 a good score in T20, but Hafiz was just pure joy and pure perfection on on the pitch today uh there was a couple of deliveries that troubled him including one of the drop catches um when he was in his 40s but for the most part this is a man who you wouldn't think w would be the highest scorer because again he got out cheaply in the first t20 and so second t20 he came out and he showed his 2020 hafiz form he was absolutely just just a joy to watch on the pitch um we're going to be talking about the shot of the game and he is a worthy candidate of that um there was a delivery where he absolutely uh just hooked scott uh, kugeline and towards the uh towards the boundary for six runs and it was one of those effortless shots where you just guide the pace of the of the delivery and, and he goes for six um but we will get to that because I'm not going to give him the uh, the the hit of the day. I'm going to actually give it to a New Zealander. Uh, but we'll get to that. For the most part, the Pakistan batsmen just didn't have it today. Um, with the exception of, of Hafiz, he was the only one that was on song. Shadab Khan came again, just not able to get anything going. And the delivery that he did get out to, again, tried to pull it. Um, the ball just wasn't there for him to pull. Um, the pace was just way too much uh, for him to handle and it just floated up there. Khushdil Shah never really got going. Um, it was one of those things where he plays slowly to start off and then the Pakistani mentality is you build, you build, you build and then towards the end you start hitting out. Um, not the greatest um, way to go about things but that's the way that Khushdil Shah tried to take it on uh, so he started slow and then started picking it up and then obviously towards the end when you really have to go all out 
he tried doing it and uh, got out to uh, Ish Sodi. Um, great game plan Ish Sodi had, dropping it in short, uh, tempting Kushdal to cook it or, or pull it or whatever the case may be, and uh, executed the game plan perfectly because Kushdal got out to Ish Sodi. Fahim Ashraf came in, same thing, not much going on for any of the batsmen, nothing to write home about. Imad Vaseem, honestly, I wish he came in a little bit earlier, um, maybe in front of Kushtal Shah. Understandably, Kushtal Shah is a more aggressive batsman, and so it made sense for Shadab Khan to bring him in first. But Imad Vaseem, the five deliveries that he faced, uh, two boundaries, I believe, and both of them were just exotic drives, really. Uh, one of them was one of those um, shuffle around the wicket type uh, moments where, as I just said, he shuffled across the wicket and just put his bat at an angle uh, to just guide the delivery uh, just behind the wicket keeper, essentially. There's no way the wicket keeper is going to get that um, ciphered, but uh, it was a great delivery. Uh, and Imad Vaseem just cheekily uh, just threw it down third man uh, and for a boundary. And um, Hafiz finishing the, the last ball of the uh, of the 20 overs uh, with a six, staying unbeaten at 99. 99 of 60-odd deliveries, I believe. Let me just double-check here. 99 of 57. Okay. And... Um, Again, one of the standout innings, I mean, if you're talking about T20 cricket, this was an innings to watch, 99 from 57. There was a lot of technical shots that he played and a lot of shots that were T20 caliber, just out of the book, out of the screw, just annihilating the ball. But at the same time, some glorious cover drives, some glorious hook shots, and one square drive that was just beautifully executed past the fielders nothing too aggressive just guiding the ball between the fielders seeing where everyone is and planting the delivery in between making sure that there's no risk involved along the ground uh it was real really a, a joy to watch muhammad afiz playing uh out there today can't say anything good about the other pakistani batsmen except for maybe ahmad wasim like i said um the the few minutes that he was out there he was he was quite enjoyable, I will say that. But uh, maybe in the thirty twenty, he comes down a little bit uh, early. Um, let's move on to the second innings. And uh, man, oh man, uh, New Zealand is is just when they're a team that's on song, they are a team that is hard to stop. Uh, unbelievable batting by uh, Martin Gupto uh, before he got out uh, twenty one from eleven. Now, this is where I'm going to be talking about the shot of the day, um, and here we go. Although there were a couple of great shots uh, throughout the game, a couple from Hafiz, a couple from Seifert, a couple from uh, King Williamson as well, uh, the standout shot of the day for me definitely goes to Martin Guptel when he absolutely tonked Fahim Ashram sorry Ashram <laughs> Fahim Ashraf the very first delivery of his attack came down the pitch beautifully executed a cover drive for six it, it really was a joy to watch um and this is the thing that really gets me. The very first delivery of a new bowler's spell. You have absolutely no idea what pace, if he's going to get swing, uh, what type of ball, is, is, what type of delivery is coming. 
you have no idea what's happening but he had the know what all to come down the pitch and he just tonked Fahima Ashraf down the ground for what was just an absolutely beautiful shot uh, and that is my shot of the day Martin Guptill just hitting Fahim Ashraf his first delivery of the day uh, right down the ground for a beautifully executed six my shot of the day Now that you know my shot of the day, we can actually talk about the New Zealand innings. And uh, man, it was it was an interesting innings. I will I will say that much. The bowling from Pakistan. Let's talk about this first. Uh, I feel like Shaheen Afridi and Harish Rauf were good in the beginning. A uh, few balls here and there that were tonked around. And yes, you know it's T20. You're gonna get hit around. But for the most part, I do feel Shaheen Shah in his first spell was quite economical got hit around in his second spell but uh, to start off the proceedings he did have a couple of close encounters Horace Ruff did get hit around a little bit Fahim Ashraf was a pick of the bowlers which you don't <laughs> I mean when you have a bowling attack of Wahab Riyaz Imad Wasim and Spin Shaheen Shah Afridi Harish Ruff you don't gravitate towards Fahim Ashraf being the pick of the bowlers but lo and behold 3.2 overs 19 runs that's an economy of 5.7 for those who were wondering and to be honest that for t20 is sensational yes he got one wicket uh, the only wicket that uh, new zealand suffered and that was the big wicket of uh, martin guptill at the time uh, looked like it could have been a game changer at 35 for one but uh, new zealand just too technical too sound to really be troubled by the uh, Pakistani bowlers. Um, it was a good game plan by by Fahima Sharf. So he got tonked for that big six, and then he came back, gave him a few deliveries in the block hole, which Guptil played, and then teased him with a little shorter delivery. And then he did get hit for a four, and then again came back, and then went back to the short delivery, tempting Guptil once again to pull. And this time he didn't pull enough of it right into the hands of Harish Rauf, I believe, who caught. Yes, Harish Rauf, um, who slammed the ball down in celebration. I, one thing I will say, Harish Rauf and his celebrations, he is a very ecstatic and a very passionate cricketer if you haven't seen harsh playing you gotta watch him play because he is an emotional person on the pitch uh whether he's he gets a wicket uh or i mean just the celebrations that he has it is a joy to watch and some people might say that's a little bit over the top but you know what you're playing for your country and when there's a huge game-changing moment like getting the first wicket when new zealand were kind of going along a little bit it's a reason for a celebration and and yes emotions do come into it but it's a part of the game i think i don't think there's any issue tim seifert let's go back to the game now tim seifert and kane williamson came in uh after guptil got out and uh they stole the show kane williamson a little bit more technical 57 from 42 tim seifert again good innings 84 from 63 
but he was a bit edgy, I would say. And Pakistan could have had a few opportunities to get him out. Um, there were a couple of top edges, a couple against Imad Wasim. Um, didn't seem the strongest against Shadab Khan. There were a couple of moments where it was a little bit dicey, a couple of inside edges. But for the most part, um, Tim Seifert... He didn't have a lot of technical shots. It was more so just power on on the ball and uh, just hoping for the best. Uh, that's that's the kind of initial reaction I have to the way he played. It wasn't as technical as Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson was the more better batsman and, and the the more proper batsman, I would say. Um, but Tim Seifert was more just brute power and force and just putting bat on ball and just using his power to guide the ball over the boundary rope. For the most part, he got the job done. Well, I guess for all the parts, he got the job done. And uh, standout moment, well, what could have been a really interesting moment is when um, Wahab Riaz, and we're going to be talking about Wahab Riaz's one over in this game, just an atrocious, atrocious uh, one over that he had but towards the end uh kane williamson pulled him uh well not pulled wahabriyaz pulled fahim ashraf and got the boundary to win the game but wahabriyaz made a, a quite crazy dive to try to catch the ball uh hit off his hands parried it over the ropes for kane williamson and new zealand to win the second t20 but it was a valiant effort from wahabriyaz it was actually something that maybe kind of jump out of my seat because initially initially i thought wahabriyaz had pulled out an absolute cracker of a, of a catch but it turns out he just parried it over the rope um but let's talk about that over from wahabriyaz um i honestly I, this is wahabriyaz of of old uh yes he comes in steaming he comes in with that pace but there was absolute no game plan. Um, and even if there was, I, I think it was just read by Tim Seifert just beautifully. So he came in, first ball uh, was just a dot ball. And then he got hammered for six on the short ball. So Wahabriyas came over the wicket uh, after the first delivery. Sorry, after the second delivery when he got hit for six. Just an absolute beautiful pull shot. Just brute force as I was talking about from Seifert. And it raced to to uh, for a six. And so Wahabriyas thought to himself, okay, let me come over the wicket now and uh, try to see if I can you know limit the damage and come at him full steam and he did that once again but with no sort of game plan because he kept that same delivery a little bit short and so Seifert again pulled him and pulled him for a magnificent six now before that right in the middle after getting hit for that first six he decided let me go into the block hole now Seifert was completely ready for this shuffled across the pitch a little bit made room for himself cleared his front leg and absolutely plunked it right down the ground in what was arguably a very good shot almost my shot of the day it was a very close runner-up a great shot um, again making room for himself and just making sure and and he put a lot of power into it but also he realized what Wahabiyaz was doing he came around the 
he came around the wicket. After getting plunked for six, he knew that he was going to come and try to intimidate him by bowling it right into the block hole, and so made room for himself and smoked it down the ground. And then Wahabriyas thought to himself, okay, that didn't work. Let me go back to the short delivery. And then once again, Tim Seifert knew exactly what Wahabriyas was thinking. And again, brute force on the ball, Wahabriyas, short delivery, another pull shot for six. It was a terrible over from Wahabriyaz, and I'm glad he only pulled that one over, one for 19, but it speaks a lot. And then the, the spinners came in, Shadab Khan and Madhu Wasim. Like I said, a couple of top edges that went to the boundary, but, you know, it could have easily gone into someone's hands as well. Um, nothing too threatening, uh, obviously, from Imad Wasim and, and Shadab Khan. They had their moments here and there. Didn't really stop the flow of runs either. Usually when spinners come in, um, they tend to kind of slow down the run rate. Uh, but not in this case. This was New Zealand's game. There was absolutely uh, no doubt about that in my mind. Um, right from the word go, and not even from the New Zealand innings, right from the Pakistani innings, the first over or second over when the wickets started piling in, two wickets in that second over, it was really a, a very strict game plan that New Zealand had. Bowl in the block hole, bowl with a good line and length, and you know you're going to have swing and pace on it and let that ball just do its magic and, and get wickets the easy way. Pakistan made it easy for New Zealand by playing just rash and atrocious shots uh, that led to their downfall, specifically uh, Abdullah Shafiq and uh, Heather Ali. And then you had the brilliance of Muhammad Afiz, but for the most part, the Pakistani batsmen were just not able to play the short ball. Uh, that's no story there. Pakistan has never been really a, a fan of the short balls. And that's something, I, I, you know, you, you got to get training on. Um, I've seen so much over the years when you go into Australia, uh, the MCG or, or uh, Sydney or anywhere, really, England even, they continuously get peppered by the short ball and they often, it's, it's often their downfall. Um, whether it be Broad or Anderson, uh, whether it be Archer, whether it be uh, Mitchell Johnson, you know, these guys are all furious, furious fast bowlers who come in with pace, who come in with swing. And if it's not swing doing the damage, it's that short delivery that Pakistan is just not able to handle for whatever reason. And it was um, clearly evident tonight or today as well. Um, a few short pitch deliveries that they were not able to handle. <coughs> and obviously went straight up in the air and, and got out. And then obviously when they came out to bat as well, New Zealand had a game plan, um, took the attack to the Pakistani bowlers, were aggressive right from the get-go, didn't allow the Pakistani bowlers to settle, which I think did a great deal on the Pakistani bowlers. They were not able to get any sort of respite, any sort of confidence in themselves because right from the word go, second ball of the day, uh, Tim Seifert hit that cover boundary and right from there, the Pakistani bowlers were in a spot of bother now. The third T20 is coming up. Uh, I believe it's coming up in the next couple of days or so. Um, there's a lot of changes that can be made. Um, whether they get made or not, that's for Mizbah um, and, and Shadab to really evaluate and, and come in and see. I really wish Babar Azam was playing. Uh, he would have been really useful. <laughs> but for the most part, uh, there's not much that can be said 
about today's disappointing loss for Pakistan against New Zealand. New Zealand just on their day, a uh, much better team, bowling, batting, fielding, uh, generally is the case, and <clears throat> they were able to show why they are a strong T20 team. Um, again, now the next T20, there's a lot of changes that can be made, as as mentioned. Um, Imam Al Haq is is a player that could be potentially brought in for that uh, third T20. A couple of other players as well, Ahmad, but. Uh, who I haven't heard a lot of, to be honest, but uh, a potential player there as well. <clears throat> Abdullah Shafiq has had two hit and misses. Heather Ali, we can say for the same part, has had two hit and misses. Whether you give both of them another chance in the third and final T20, although it doesn't really mean much, um, it's a strong possibility that they could still be brought in because, oh, you know, they are young. They're going to have a lot of pressure on them, and so two bad showings that doesn't mean you take them out and you don't give them a chance again they're up and coming stars they performed in the PSL you know they have the ability to shine when they're on song I guess you can say that about any player but for the most part you got to give them that chance and uh, hopefully they they do get to see light in that third T20 I'd Abdullah Shafiq he is a great great hitter of the ball uh, demonstrated that in the PSL has great power great technical bat uh, batting as well and i would really love to see that in the third t20 maybe we will get to see it because obviously the match well the series is done and dusted um so maybe there's no more pressure on the pakistani batsman and the old adage goes when you expect pakistan to win they obviously do not perform at all and they completely disappoint you and when you don't expect anything from them that's when they're at their best so 30-20 not really expecting anything from Pakistan knowing that the series is over but uh, you know now let's see what happens and uh, see what they come up with it was uh, this was good this was fun uh, for me um, obviously this being the inaugural cricket podcast episode for me it was fun reviewing this uh, second T20, a lot of joy for me, and this is something that I look forward to doing a lot more of in the future. Let me know how this went, let me know what you guys think, whether you disagree or agree with anything that I said. Um, what are your predictions for the third T20, lineup predictions as well. Uh, let me know. I'm going to be posting this uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you can get your podcast, that's where is that's where this will be. Um, we're we're going worldwide. We're you know we're giving you the opportunity to listen in and and let us know your feedback because that obviously helps me and um, content will only get better and better. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you guys listening to what I have to say. Just a regular Pakistani fan in Canada, just enjoying the game of cricket whenever I get to see it and just talking about the game that I passionately love. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, until the 3020, or until there's you know any sort of major news that comes out, I'll be talking about that. But um, 3020, I'll see you then. Thanks for uh, listening and. Yeah, this is the Pakistani Cricket Podcast. My name is Heather. Goodbye.